Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Potterless, the journey of a 24-year-old man reading a series of children's novels. My name is Mike Schubert, and today I am joined by the lovely Sydney Adams. You may know her as Postitute on Vine and the rest of the internet. Sydney, hello. How are you? Hi, I'm doing so good. <laughs> good. I'm glad. Are you excited to discuss the second half of book two, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets? Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. I'm most excited. Okay, good. So uh, let's just get right <laughs> into it. We, we needn't waste time. Everyone is dying to hear my thoughts on this amazing book, which I loved the second half. I thought it was oh, have super a, good. you have a really popular podcast? No, it's I, this, so far uh, I'm zero people have listened to it because I'm recording a bunch of episodes before I release them. So, oh, that's so I have no idea. So we'll get right into it. We start with I'm chapter I'm just going to assume you have a very, very popular podcast by the time this comes out. Yeah, that would be the dream is that by the time. Can't, I can't believe I'm on Potter List. This is honestly <laughs> such an honor. And wow, wow, it's great to be here via the internet. Oh, man. Yeah, it's just I'm just glad that things are taking off. Money's flying in out of every window in my home. It's like uh, owls are just dropping right? in oh, So <laughs> relevant. Yeah. So we, resu- <laughs> we resume our journey at Chapter 11, The Dueling Club, which is a way. You are literally giving a page by page. Synopsis. Oh, yeah. It goes through. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going through You're the whole like, deal. Okay. So if anyone hasn't read the books, just listen to my podcast and you will know everything that happens. Well, the thing that the reason that I'm doing it this way is I feel like a lot of people who've read it, like, remember the main key things. But then when I bring up stuff, they're like, oh, right, that does happen. And then this also allows me to make fun of more things along the way. So it's it's very. No, no, no. I'm not. (laughs) It's very thorough. Yeah. (laughs) The other thing is, if I didn't do it thorough, like I would do like an episode or two per book and uh, then I'd be done with this podcast like really soon. (laughs) <laughs> which is just lame. So yeah, this this session will probably be broken up into two episodes. So Whoa. which will be super fun. Okay. So chapter eleven dueling club. Uh yeah. Harry Harry's arm heals. Uh, which is because uh, he drank Skelligro. Skelligro. Stupid name. Oh, everything in the whole series is stupidly named. No, 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 not everything. Most Some things. Of those spells. Some of those spells, those names, super cool. Lumos, Alohomora, like, yeah, I unlock that shit. But, <laughs> but like, you know what? Uh, the put outer is the thing that Dumbledore uses to take away the lights in the street. No. So it's like, <laughs> I, I just laugh because it's like, there's so many great words that J.K. Rowling just made up, like, uh, like Azkaban, the name of the prison, like, like all of the spells and stuff and, uh-huh. like, and the names of, like, Diagon Alley and, sure. like, things like that, like... And then, like, it just comes to this potion, or polyjuice potion, even, even that's, like, super cool. And then you just get to this, and it's like, oh, yeah, Skelligro. <laughs> like, she was so tired. She was, like, so fucking done at that point. Like, yeah, book two, she's already done. Fuck it, Skelligro. <laughs> that's what it does. Yeah, same thing. Mirror of the Ezered or whatever. It's like, oh, uh, it shows you your desires. Mirror of the desire Mirror backwards. Mirror because it's desire backwards. backwards. Exactly. And same thing with, uh, it's like, uh, what should Voldemort's name be? I don't know. Make an anagram that's I'm Voldemort. Uh, Tom Riddle. Boom. We've done it. <laughs> True. Just a whole cop out. My biggest, awesome. my biggest complaint is that all of the founders of Hogwarts have alliteration first and last names. Like, what are the odds? I love that. <laughs> okay. It's fucking magic. Oh, uh, yes. Like, but I always laugh because I always, I know it's like Godric Gryffindor, but I always just say Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> <laughs> so I like to imagine that like Gilbert Godfrey was the A wizard. Of Hogwarts. Gryffindor. Gryffindor like, Gryffindor. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm gonna think that forever now. That's so good. We've got 
to get rid of me, Slytherin. <laughs> We're so brave in Gryffindor. Oh, okay. no the tangents are great it's they're my favorite part uh so let's see harry's arm is better thanks to the skelegro uh and so he leaves and he runs into percy who is quote noticeably happier and you learn why later uh so you find ron and hermione in moaning myrtle stall toiling away at polyjuice potion stuff so they figure they find out about the whole Colin situation. Oh, and they tell them about Dobby because Dobby was at the Quidditch match, right? Why was Dobby there? Yeah, because Dobby was the one who possessed the bludger. Right. Or oh, you like, you you basically he's like Harry Potter. I fucking told you not to come back to Hogwarts. So yeah, I'm not trying to kill you. I'm just trying to like maim or really hurt you. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah. So tell Dobby them, knows what's up. Okay, I know that everyone loves Dobby and he's the best, but even even as I finish the book, I he's the fucking worst. Oh, Dobby's hella annoying, but I love him. Everyone's like, because even when I when I first started reading it and like first chapter, and I was telling my friends, I was like, Dobby's the worst. Why do people like him? And everyone's like, No, he's great. You'll love him. I was like, He's a piece of shit. Uh, just you wait. You haven't gotten to that book yet. Good. <laughs> Dobby, Dobby, Dobby is like, Dobby has such a good heart, and he's like, he like saves people's lives. It's awesome. Just wait. Okay. It's good. Later. Good. Later in I'm good. I'm excited. Um, no, but Dobby's fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah. The whole third person talking thing super excessive also. Uh, so <laughs> let's see. Uh, so Ron is still convinced that it's uh, the Malfoys, uh, which is which yeah. is technically true since Dobby is theirs. You find out at the end of the book, which was. Spoiler. Eh. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, Neville is worried about the, the Chamber of Secrets because he's, quote, almost a squib and they went after Filch. So he's mm-hmm. scared that they're going to, you know, murder him. Neville's scared about everything. Yeah, he is. I'm really excited to see how he becomes sexy Neville Longbottom by the end of the book. Really looking um, forward to that. <laughs> I think that was a Hollywood choice. Oh, okay. It was just the actor had the best puberty I possible. think the actor just, like, killed puberty. He defeated like, puberty. <laughs> they got to the last book, or they got to the last, like, two movies, and they were like, fuck, he's so hot. <laughs> he's so hot now. What do we do? We gotta make him ugly. <laughs> He had the best glow up of all time. Man, he's, yeah, he went from zero to 100 real quick. Where is he? I'm going to find him. Do it. I'm going to ask him if he's seen my find him and marry him. Do it. And maybe he has. So, or he'll hear that you were on Potterless, the podcast, and you told him he was cute, and then he was going to want to propose. That's that's how it's going to happen. I don't even know that actor's name. I'm like, I don't either. He's just never long. I'm like, I'm, I'm like super in love with you. Let's get married. Never long. <laughs> I'm sure he's never heard that before ever. I'm going to Google it. Keep talking. Good. So yeah, they need, they need a polyjuice item. That's like in Snape's little closet. So they he set, needs, they need ingredients. Yeah. They need <laughs> ingredients. So they set off fireworks in his class with, uh, with swelling serum, uh, and it, everyone, it explodes and it gets all over everyone and people look funny. His name is Matthew Lewis. Oh, Update. <laughs> okay, good, good. Glad we could know. So we'll hunt him down and make sure you marry Matthew Lewis. Oh, yes. <laughs> so Gildory Lockhart then decides to start a dueling class and Snape assists, which is the greatest two man pairing ever because clearly Snape wants this man dead more than anything. So yeah. they what did. Look <laughs> A good foil. Good, uh, a good story arch. Lockhart's like, I'm going to do this this spell on Snape. Snape, you should use disarm. And Snape uses like a super intense version of disarm that like throws Lockhart halfway across the room. It's amazing. Because who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Right. He's a, he's the worst. So the kid sure. the kids pair off, and then Snape's like, Malfoy and Harry, you should fight each other. This is a good idea. 
Uh, and well, of course, they're natural-born enemies. Right, of course. We need this for the plot. So <laughs> <laughs> they go, like, super intense and, like, use Scan spells water, they're... you wish. <laughs> they use spells they're not supposed to and all this other stuff. Um, and then Malfoy uses, uh, uses a spell that Snape whispered in his ear that, like, conjures a giant snake. And Lockhart's like, oh, don't worry, I'll make it go away. And then he makes it, like, start to attack Justin Finch... Filchy or whatever his name is. He's a Hufflepuff. No one cares. He, I know. And they make him, they like lead him up so sketchy. And I was like, all right, this guy's going to play a major role. And he does nothing else in the book except the get series. petrified. He gets petrified and is like runs away from Harry that one time. And that's literally all he does. I mentioned his plump hand. So we know he's chubby. Oh, ah, okay. That's good to know. Which seems to be a common theme in the Hufflepuff house, except and, Cedric Diggory. Oh, he's Robert Pattinson. So he can't oh. be fat. <laughs> He's the only Hufflepuff person you learn about, That's right? another book. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the Goblet of Fire. I know this because that movie was good. So, That's a great one. <laughs> let's see. So, oh, so... Harry basically gets the snake to go away accidentally. He doesn't realize that he's a parcel he tongue. Talks to he it. talks to it. <laughs> and uh, he doesn't know, but everyone's like freaking out. And he doesn't realize till after when Ron's like, yeah, you were speaking in like snake language. And he was like, what? And he's like, yeah, so was the founder of Slytherin, Salvatore Slytherin. And he was like, oh, no, dun, 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 dramatic music. And everyone's like, oh, shit, this guy. And they're like, this guy's clearly the heir of Slytherin. He's the really? one that's terrorizing the whole school. So people start the rumor that he's the heir of Slytherin. And they cite. Oh, the, it's also it's Salazar Slytherin. Oh, not Salvatore. Sorry, I have a friend. I have a friend whose name is Salvatore. I got hopeful. I, I just had written down so was Sal in my notes and I had to guess. But yeah, Salazar, I guess, makes more sense. So they cite that he liked the whole Filch thing and and Colin for bugging him. So they're like, clearly Harry is just petrifying people that annoy him. And this is all <laughs> this is all this is all Hufflepuffs that are starting these rumors. I thought Hufflepuff people were supposed to be nice. I thought that was like their thing. They were loyal and nice. But I guess they're shady bitches. Yeah, they're all gossipy, two-faced losers that are just <sighs> mad they didn't get into Gryffindor. <laughs> Oh, speaking of, did you ever do a quiz on Pottermore that like told you what house you're in? Yeah, I'm a Ravenclaw. Oh, nerd. Which means I'm like a smart, cynical asshole. So yeah, I'm you're like, a, it. you're a big nerd. Yeah, I got Gryffindor. I got Gryffindor. Oh, yeah. Well, are we privileged? I know. No, I, I thought I was going to be Hufflepuff, and then I realized Gryffindors are like kind of cocky and like attention, and I was like, yeah, that 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 fits. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm a Gryffindor. Uh, I was, I was laughing that like in the in Hogwarts, each door opens kind of different. So it's like Slytherin and like Gryffindor have a password. Uh huh. But like, I don't know how I don't I don't remember how Hufflepuffs opens. But like for Ravenclaw, you have to answer a riddle that's fucking different. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like, like a logic you can't puzzle. Figure it out. You just can't go home. Yeah. But, like, what if you come back like from class drunk and you're like at the door and you just can't go to sleep? You just yeah. And, She's, they're just like what they're just they just ask you a riddle and you're like, uh, that, man, I don't know. <laughs> you're like, I just like, or like I would just be like, your mom. And <laughs> the door to open and it never would. <laughs> You're a riddle, and then you can't go in. You're a riddle. This is stupid. So then, let's see. Peeves sees Harry Potter, makes a whole big scene, sings a song about he's the heir of Slytherin, blah blah blah. Okay, Peeves <laughs> is not in the movies at all. I know, and I understand why. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not important in the least. Yeah, pretty much. I keep thinking he's going to be important, but he never really does anything except be annoying. So yeah, because he's a what is he? Is he a ghoul? 
Yeah, I no, think he's, he's a ghost. A, he's a poltergeist. He's a poltergeist. What does that mean? He's a special he's ghost? He's a scary ghost? He's a cold ghost? I guess he just throws up on everything. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I, no, I don't know that, actually. <laughs> okay. I'd I believe literally anything you said. Is for like a demon? I guess. But he seems nice. Whatever. Anyway, McGonagall grabs Harry and takes him to Dumbledore's crib. And then we go to chapter 12, <laughs> which is Folly Juice Potion. So he's in he's in the office of Dumbledore, which has the sorting hat in it. And Harry puts it on. And I didn't know that the sorting hat had anything, any job besides one day a year. thought it was like Santa. Oh. Yeah. So he puts. Li- the- well, I mean, it's a hat. It doesn't fly. It's got to go yeah. somewhere. Yeah, right. He puts. It's the- not Santa magic. It's uh, wizard. Oh, uh, right. Which is inherently different. I really wish that uh, the the book the wizards in Harry Potter would comment on other like mythical beings because they <laughs> like because Easter exists. So shouldn't they like talk about Jesus? It's Christmas. It's and Christmas, they have Christmas like every fucking book, right? So shouldn't they like talk about if Santa is real or not, or like what about the tooth fairy or all these other things? I really want that. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would love to see, like, Percy be like, believe it or not, muggles think that, like, the tooth fairy is real when actually it's a goblin that just comes and breaks into your home. Right? God, that would be so good. That would be so good. Or, like, if Jesus was a wizard. That'd be such a fun <laughs> chapter. If there were, like, is. you know, Gilbert Godfrey Gryffindor was actually, everyone thought he was this guy named Jesus. It's weird. And then they killed him. <laughs> So weird. (laughs) Uh, So he puts the hat on again and the hat's like, you would have done great in Slytherin because they need to, you know, continually push this narrative that Harry might be evil. Harry sees a strange bird in the room and it burst into flames. And then Dumbledore comes in and Harry's like, I promise I didn't let your bird on fire. Uh, And it turns out to be a phoenix. So that's great. I can't wait to hear about the order of this phoenix in the fifth book. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the same phoenix, but I'm going to assume. It's not. Oh, ooh, good. There's more phoenixes. Well, it's just like, it's like a little, it's like a little name. It's like a little club name. Oh, uh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Oh, right. Because that's Dumbledore's army. So they call themselves the Order of the Phoenix. Uh, no. Oh, good. Okay, <laughs> good. I'm glad to not be correct. That makes this whole series more fun is when I'm wrong. Dumbledore's, so. Dumbledore's army is like uh, the kids, Don't tell me. Like, don't tell me. I thought it was, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess and you can just laugh if I'm wrong. I thought that like when they start to learn spells and stuff on their own, when they try to take back Hogwarts from Umbridge, I thought that's yeah. what Dumbledore's army was. It is. It's oh, nice. Oh, Who is calling you? My sister's brother. Hey, editing Mike here. My sister's brother would be me. I meant to say my sister's husband, but I misspoke. And what better time than now to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors who make this show possible. This episode of Potterless is brought to you by Arena Club. Now, if you listen to this podcast, it should be no secret that I am both a sports nerd and more of a traditional nerd. And when you think of these two types of nerddom, there's one thing that links them together, and that is card collecting. Whether you are looking to buy, trade, sell, or display a card collection of sports cards or Pokemon cards, you should check out Arena Club. ArenaClub.com is the place where you can do all of these things. I have recently made a purchase on the marketplace. I got Lieutenant Surge's Raichu, which is my favorite Pokemon, and I didn't even know that there was a Lieutenant Surge version of the Raichu. So that is a card that I now have, and it's not just some digital thing. I can have this card physically mailed to me. So there's a bunch of cool stuff you can do with Arena Club, including their slab packs. If you have ever done any sort of card collecting, you know that ripping packs or repacks can be a zero transparency type of thing where you're just hoping you get some sort of cool card. But what's nice about the slab packs with Arena Club 
is that you have full transparency. You see what available cards are there, what your percentage of getting them is, what the gradings are, so it is not a complete black box. You're going into this knowing what cards you might get. And I've been using Arena Club, and it's pretty cool. It's very easy for me to look up different cards. I can favorite them, see what I want, and then whenever I want them shipped to me, I can get them shipped to me, and then I'll have the physical versions of them. Right now, you can get 10% right off your first purchase right by going to arenaclub.com slash Wow, that is a wild offer. 10% off a $400 slap pack is 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash Potterless for 10% off your first purchase. So if you collect some cards or open some packs in a more transparent way, whether you're a sports nerd or Pokemon nerd or all sorts of nerds like me, you can use Arena Club today. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook Games. Uh, I need to. I know. Doesn't he know I have very important things going on, such as the Potterless podcast? <laughs> so anyway, uh, Hagrid busts in to like defend Harry. He's like, he didn't do it. Uh, Dumbledore. Yeah, where's Hagrid all the time? He's just chilling, killing stuff in the Forbidden Forest, which isn't really forbidden. Uh, you know. Causing like, causing plot holes in, in, in every single book. Like Hagrid. He's always doing stuff. So Dumbledore's like, Hagrid, I know. He didn't do it. So he asks Harry, he's like, is there anything you want to tell me? And Harry's like, no. And then he's like, okay, you can leave. Just a fun little interaction. Yeah. So most kids decide to go home for Christmas to avoid Harry Potter, which is amazing. <laughs> the twins play up the whole air stuff and they they make fun yeah. of the whole air slither thing, which is great. They're my favorite people in the whole book ever. Oh, I Fred love them. I wish there was a whole book just about them because they're amazing. Don't we all? God. So Christmas comes along. Harry gets a note from the Dursleys asking if he can stay over summer vacation, uh, which Harry would love to do, but they don't let people do it. You mean winter? No. Like Christmas? No, they ask him. No, so they say, like, he's allowed to stay for Christmas. His gift from them for Christmas is a post-it note that says, hey, if you can stay for summer, too, that would be great. Oh, that's right, and a toothpick. Yeah, a toothpick and a post-it note. (laughs) So his other gifts. His other gifts. They're so abusive. Oh, my God. They're so evil. You could call Child Protective Services. That's a muggle service. Yeah, they totally should have done that. That was around in the 80s. They totally should. It's super problematic. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's like the, the movies did not do a good enough job of making them seem like they're terribly evil. The movies are just like, they're kind of dumb. Like, they're really mean. Mm-hmm. And they're just horrible. They're awful. And they're ugh. they're beast- <laughs> Yeah, they really are. So uh, his other gifts include fudge, a book, a quill, and another Weasley sweater, which I mm-hmm. really want. I don't know if there's like merchandise where you can get a Weasley sweater, but I want one. You were at Harry Potter World. Did they, yeah, but I doubt that they... I didn't go into the gift shop. I just went on that ride six times in a row because it was awesome. And there I you go. drank a hell a ton of butterbeer because it's delicious. There you go. So the Polyjuice Potion is done. And there's a great quote because of the wording of it is, with a bit of luck, Malfoy will be getting his comeuppance in a few hours' time. I just thought the word comeuppance was super comeuppance. fun. So very, with, with very any British. <laughs> He'll get his comeuppance. So I just like I like that they make the polyjuice potion this huge thing and then it's like forgotten about for several pages at a time and then they'll be like it's ready 
Yeah. <laughs> the, I like that it's very convenient. Just like with the last one where they're like, oh. Well, no, because at the beginning they're like, no, it's going to like take a month. And then they forget about to talk about it for like several pages. And then they're like, oh, by the way, it's ready. Yeah. Well, they keep they keep saying every now and then like every chapter they'll just be like, the potion was taking longer than expected. Here's why they like, didn't do it. it. <laughs> and same with the first one. They're like, they didn't know who Nicholas Flamel was. So they didn't do anything. <laughs> It's just continual. Yeah, they're they're eleven year olds. (laughs) They are, which makes him defeating Voldemort again and again problematic. Because if I was in fifth grade, I would just be like scared of everything. (laughs) I know. Yeah, these are like fifth graders. Like Harry's like, I'm gonna slide down this pipe that goes to nowhere. I'd be like, I'm gonna. He's like, I'm not gonna go to the teachers. I'm gonna do this on my own. I'd be like, Are you kidding me? Fifth grade, I'd be like, McGonagall, help! I'm twelve. Fifth grade me would be like, Yo, this school's messed up. I'm gonna. (laughs) Like, I'm this gonna, isn't safe. You guys are not taking care of these children. Yeah. And a poorly the supervision run is very poor. <laughs> and it's a shoddy organization. I'm going to go to normal school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because everyone was always, like, so bitter. They're like, oh, I never got... I was so sad when I was 11 and I didn't get my letter to Hogwarts. And that's like, if you really think about it, I don't know if you'd want to be there. No, it's a terrible. Lot of shit like, happens. <laughs> yeah, people almost die all the time. All the time. And they just, like, don't shut the school down. <laughs> they're like, people are near death. What should we do? And they're like, oh, we'll just make the teachers walk with them in the hallways. Yeah, that's a good... That's Which a good is super idea. problematic when you learn later in the book that the only reason these kids are not dying and that they're being... uh petrified is because of very convenient circumstances all of these kids could be murdered (laughs) and it's just like oh he had a camera lens so he didn't die he had a mirror so he didn't die there was water so the cat didn't die it's like all of these kids could have died at the school but conveniently they didn't so convenient jk rowling people don't really die until the last couple books (gasps) like snape kills dumbledore I don't know why. I just know what happens and I'm so excited. Here's a fun thing. I think Snape does it for like you think it's bad and then a book later you find out it's because he liked Harry's mom or something. That's like my vague understanding of it. But I have no idea. So anyway, they do the whole Polyjuice Potion thing. They turn into Crab and Goyle. They find out that it's not Malfoy and he doesn't know who it is, but his dad does. And that's basically the whole like half of the book. They were going to figure out who it was. And then all they learn is that, well, Lucius Malfoy knows. And that's it. <laughs> You're like, well, it's not Malfoy. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, I think like Ron's kind of cynical about that too. He's like, are you kidding me? It's not that's them. That's all we learn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, it's, it's just funny that they had no plan B. They're just like, oh, oh yeah. now what? And Hermione, like Hermione didn't go with them because she got turned into a cat. Yeah. Like she, cause, cause how the polygyst potion works is like, you got to steal a little bit of the person yep. to put into the potion. So like Harry and Ron, like, knock out Crab and Goyle with these, like, <laughs> yes. sleeping pill cakes that they just, like, float into the hallway and these dumbasses are just like, ooh, cake! cake! And they, like, <laughs> eat these cakes <laughs> and pass out. And so Harry and Ron are like, cool, sick, we got this hair. And uh, Hermione takes hair from a girl in Slytherin while she's getting, like, in a headlock during that whole dueling match yep. scene. Like, they, Hermione gets, like, into a fist fight. Yeah, very and, much. Like, <laughs> She takes hair from the girl, which turns out to be hair from the girl's cat. Uh-huh. So Hermione doesn't go with them because she's a cat. Yep, it's great. <laughs> it's awesome. And then she's hospitalized for months because she's a yeah, cat. Yeah, because like, uh, a very quickly snuck in line was like, oh yeah, Polyjuice Potion isn't meant to be used with animals. Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> okay, Hermione's gone for like two months. I wonder when J.K. Rowling wrote this, if she like planned things ahead of time or if she just like wrote all of this and then was like, ah, shit. 
Oh, well, Polyjuice Potion doesn't work for animals. <laughs> oh, my God. Writing these books must have been so hard. I went to the pub where she wrote them. Really? Yeah. That's actually very cool. I think my friend, it's one of the British schools, which one, o- not Oxford, uh, Cambridge. Cambridge. I went to Cambridge and uh, there's like a pub that the, their claim to fame is that apparently she wrote like the first couple books there, but it's not confirmed or whatever, but they use that as their bragging rights. She just like wrote all the books in like a pub? Yeah. Was apparently, Jacob Rowling just like hammered when she wrote these? That might explain a lot of the plot holes. Skeletron. Uh, <laughs> she was wasted, Skeletron. That's the name of the potion. Fuck it, Skeletron. Uh, <laughs> so the worst part of the whole crab and Goyle disguise thing is that one thing that Malfoy says is he mentions like, oh, the last time a chamber was open, a mudblood died, and then he says, "quote I hope it's Granger," which is like so fucking messed up. He wants oh. people to die. He like willingly wishes that people would die. It's like just because this person is different, and then it takes on a whole like race and culture stance it's kind of oh man Malfoy's the worst he's really bad he has he has a newspaper clipping that mentions that Ron's dad was fined heavily for the whole magic car thing and uh, he's like ha 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 good thing they didn't find my dad's secret lair under the drawing room I always tell my friends about my parents secret (laughs) you know Malfoy does you don't Oh no! Well, you know they got they got caught by the Ministry of Magic, so there's no point in saying. <laughs> yeah. The final line I've written is: Ron and Harry leave. They find out Hermione is a cat. So that's yep. <laughs> that's pretty yeah. much as it goes down. So then, chapter thirteen: the very secret diary, as opposed to you know when diaries are already secret. <laughs> as opposed to the mildly secret diary, <laughs> the somewhat the diary. secret diary. Yeah. So Herm- the okay diary, the, the the diary that some people know about, the hush hush diary. <laughs> uh, so Hermione's hospitalized for weeks and squad, the, <laughs> the squad visits her every day to be like, oh, you're less cat like now. Um, Here's your homework. Yeah. So Filch complains about flooding in the hallways. It's Myrtle. She's just running amok, crying all the time, making things overflow. I also like how long has this how long has the, the bathroom been out of service? Has it been out of service since her death? Probably. They're just like, like well, she's like, there's a line where like, I don't know, Harry's trying the sinks later and like, she's like, oh, the sinks have never worked. And I'm like, did you just hang out in a broken bathroom? Girl, <laughs> no wonder you didn't have friends. Like, uh, and the other thing is like, it's just been like broken for 50 years and it's just like out of service. They're like, oh, we can't fix this bathroom. A dead girl. Our there. budget. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and the whole thing is they're like, this school has been operating for 50 years since the chamber opened. They're like, we know the chamber's under here somewhere, but we don't know where. We never <laughs> once bothered looking. It's like, you, like, find it. Like, you should be able to, you're wizards. There's got to be some x-ray vision spell, you right? Just dig. <laughs> like... And that was my favorite thing. My favorite thing was in the first half of the book is there's some line. The history teacher does this line where he's like, the chamber is so well hidden that not even the greatest wizards can know where it is. And then like at the end of the book, you're like, oh, it's in a bathroom. And all you need to do is pull the the one faucet that's shaped like a snake instead of a normal faucet. (laughs) Like, like, oh, right. But, like, no one was suspect. Like, hmm, why is this one part of the bathroom shaped like a snake? I don't know. Hogwarts got a bunch of creepy shit. (laughs) (laughs) It does. They got ghosts. They got people on the fourth floor. Why is the fourth floor still there if no one No one uses it. it. It's forbidden. Just like the not really forbidden forest. That people go into all the time. They go and figure out why Myrtle is causing this flooding. And she's like crying her eyes out because someone threw a book at her. Uh, And they find out what the book is. And she has this great quote where she says, I was sitting on the U-bend thinking about death when someone threw a book at me. (laughs) 
<laughs> and Ron's like, you're a ghost. It didn't you're already She's dead. She's like, well. <laughs> they tried. She's uh, like, I still don't appreciate it. Uh, so then the, the note that I have written in all caps is, it's the diary of Tom Riddle. That's Voldemort. Fuck, fuck, holy fuck. That was the yeah. note I'd written down. Because this is I one of the that. things I know is that Tom Riddle is Voldemort. Uh, and yeah. conveniently, his middle name is Marvelo, so that they can get the rest of the letters to make it say, I am Voldemort. Hey, making anagrams is, like, not easy. That probably took her, like, two months to do. She was like, because, <laughs> like, well, like, there's a there's a grave in London uh-huh. that she was, like, she was walking through this cemetery. I think this is how the story goes. Okay. Like, I believe, I'll believe anything you say. There's a grave that has the name. My friend just posted a picture with it. Okay. Um, there's a grave that says the name like Tom Riddle on it. Uh-huh. And sh- that's where she got the idea for the name for Voldemort. That's and funny because there's like, no V in it. Cemetery, like you do. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> when you're writing a book, you get drunk in a pub and then walk through cemeteries. Yeah, it's just, oh, it's just crazy. Man. Oh, that's a fun little... See, this is why I like to have experienced Harry Potter fans on the pod, because you get little fun little nuggets like that. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's so funny. Yeah, it says, um, found the grave where J.K. Rowling got the name Tom Riddle, and it's um, Thomas Riddell. Oh, so she changed, Uh, she rearranged two letters. Good for her. Yeah, I mean, hey, smart as hell. I would have done that. I would have been like, fuck! (laughs) Uh, so apparently his, she didn't have a name for him in the first book he was just Voldemort yeah I wonder if so she knew like, it she all along the second book she's like ah, ah let's make him a person always Voldemort <laughs> my favorite thing about the whole Tom Riddle Voldemort thing is that when you meet Tom Riddle in the end of the book he's like he says like oh I didn't like my muggle name so I've been going by Voldemort the whole time so he came up with it so he's like one of those dicks that like comes up with his own name and is like no 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 call me Voldemort <laughs> Don't yeah, call like me Tom. First day of class, they're like, uh, Tom Riddle. He's like, it's Voldemort. <laughs> the back of the class. Like, <laughs> so then the teacher's like, I'm not calling you Lord Voldemort, Tom. Just, <laughs> uh, Tom, Tom. <laughs> I had you in my class last year. Like, Voldemort. <laughs> yeah, it could be like one of the things where the teacher's like, Tom, and he like doesn't respond. And he's like, I don't respond to my muggle name. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine him being really sassy and difficult. So when Harry say he was one hell of a handsome guy, he was handsome and really good at magic until the very end. What's up? Most sociopaths are. Oh, charming. Look at that. Harry mentions that he found this or Ron sees the book and it says Tom Riddle. And he's like, oh, that guy's name was on a shield. I had to polish a lot for detention. Convenient. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Harry looks at the diary, finds out it was purchased from Vohall Road, which is a, a muggle-like bookstore. So Harry's like, huh, he must be a muggle-born guy. Hermione thinks that Voldemort got the service award 50 years ago for catching the air because 50 years ago the chamber was opened, and that's the shield. You keep saying air, and I'm like, I just think oh. it's like normal, breathable <laughs> air. So I just picture someone like throwing their hand up and just making a no. fist and being like, I got it! Like, I got the I, air of Slytherin. And then my brain's like, oh no, air, H-E-I-R, the air of Slytherin. The air of Slytherin. Not, not, the, not the air that Slytherin breathed it's out. <laughs> Ron sees it and he's like, he, he is like, oh, well, that would be convenient, uh, Hermione. Too bad it's empty. And then Hermione's like, uh, duh, invisible ink, you idiot. <laughs> because naturally that's a thing we know to exist. <laughs> I think it's real world too. Yeah. So uh, Harry investigates the whole riddle thing. So he finds out that he was head boy and a prefect. Uh, head boy is the dumbest name for valedictorian oh, ever. Oh, I love it. 
I'm the head boy. I'm head boy. (laughs) And I'm head girl. (laughs) Oh, here's another thing that's convenient. Uh, The mandrakes are taking a conveniently long time to mature so that they can use them on the petrified people. You know, because mandrakes. The best is at at one point someone asks, they're like, how long does it take for it to grow? And me internally was like, it takes as long as it does to get to the end of the book. And it really does. It literally, the night that Harry defeats Voldemort. They're uh, like, oh, they're ready. <laughs> yeah, McGonagall's like, they'll be ready tonight. And then Harry's like, I gotta go save him before this happens. <laughs> Darn it. Yeah. This timing is so convenient. <laughs> the whole book is just so convenient. I love this snarky take on Harry Potter. <laughs> like, I just, it's so funny because, like, I mean, I went I went back and I, I reread the book for this because I wanted to be on top of everything. But yeah. I, I grew up with these books. I loved them. And yeah. our mom would, our mom would read them to my two older brothers and I before bed every night. And yeah. Watch the movies. We had wands. Like we love them, but coming back and reading them as an adult, <laughs> like, and just being a generally very cynical person, yes. like they're way funny. Like I still love them because there's but, that nostalgia. That's oh yeah. With them of and the magic. And I, I love them, but like, just newfound appreciations for really silly things. Like, oh yeah, this is super convenient. They're like, oh, this makes no sense. Or like having having that view where you're just like, oh, okay. Uh, that was unnecessary. <laughs> or like, these yeah. chapters didn't do anything. Yeah, but I still love them. But Yeah, that's, that's what's great about it, <laughs> is that the people that I'm like doing this podcast with will have the same reaction you are. And then I just have this without the like nostalgia part. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you're just like, I'm just even more brutal about it. Are you liking them? I love them. Oh, they're great. I'm thoroughly enjoying reading them, but I'm also, I don't think that, I think a lot of the enjoyment of me is that, of me reading them is that when something does happen and it's a plot hole, I'm not like mad, like, oh, that's dumb. I get really happy because I'm like, oh, I get to shit on this in the podcast. So like anytime something would make me mad while I read these as a 24 year old man reading them, I get happy because then I'm like, oh good, this is one more thing to make fun of. So it it evens out. So did you like, you were like, ah, I want to do a podcast. What can I make fun of? What that's well beloved. And you're like, Harry Potter. And you're like, I've never read these books. Is that how you started reading them? No. So it was, I'm just like, I'm an adult and I've never read Harry Potter. I probably should. And then the idea for the podcast. I think that's what it was. Cause it was just like, I never read them. And every time I would always mention this to people, people would be like, Oh my God, how have you never read them? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, th- so I had I had a podcast. I had my Vine podcast, and it was fun. But I, I got to a point where I was just like tired of it um, because it was kind of like the same thing over and over again. And yeah. uh, and I was trying to think. I was like, I was I was thinking I need a podcast that like kind of like everyone would connect with. And I'm like, what's kind of what's something that like everyone loves? And I was like, oh, well, everyone loves Harry Potter, but I don't yeah. do that. And then I was like, wait, that's the podcast. <laughs> is that everyone loves it, but I have no idea what it is. There uh, you go. So that's that. Let's so let's continue on. Oh, back to it. <laughs> so uh, the Mandrakes are taking a conveniently long time, so they can't ask the kids what happened. Uh, Lockhart Lockhart decides to decorate the whole Grand Hall for Valentine's Day. So, yeah, this was super unnecessary. Super unnecessary. Yeah. Harry gets a Valentine, uh, and he blushes. Line of first years, which included Ginny, which you find out is important later because Ginny uh, wrote it, and then even later uh, because Harry sure. marries Ginny. Um, so, hey, spoilers. <laughs> so Harry tries to like run away because the way that Valentines are delivered is like dwarfs deliver singing Valentines. So the dwarf well, he's like an eleven year old boy, of course. He's oh right, he, yeah. I didn't start liking girls until I was like thirteen. I was like cooties until long in life. Basically, the the dwarf tackles him, sings this song, and it's by Ginny. Cute. 
Yep. But you don't find that out until Malfoy's like, by the way, I don't <laughs> think Potter liked you. <laughs> you silly like, song. Uh, I was my Malfoy like a dude who smokes like eight packs a day. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like a high pitched voice snooty kid, but I like your Malfoy better. <laughs> yeah. He's thanks. like an old grizzly man <laughs> that's seen some shit. Potter. He's, he just has this like... <laughs> vendetta against a 12 year old he really does the best part about this thing though is malfoy snags the diary after harry drops it and he's not giving it back even though percy who's a prefect who has authority over him is like give it back malfoy and he's like no i'm malfoy and he doesn't (laughs) so (laughs) so harry uses expelliarmus which is not allowed in the hallways and percy Uh who is you know the world's biggest buzzkill is like i'm gonna have to report you for point removal for the house cup and the best quote in the whole book comes Quote, Harry didn't care. He had the one-up on Malfoy, which is worth five points from Gryffindor any day. So Harry doesn't give a fuck about Gryffindor. He's like, I looked cool in front of Malfoy. I don't give a shit that I took away points from Gryffindor. Everyone can go fuck themselves. Also, Dumbledore just gives so many points willy-nilly to Gryffindor. Yeah. Oh, ten points to Neville in the first book because he was brave. You're like, okay. And then it was only like 30 points for defeating Voldemort, so... I know. <laughs> it's like a very arbitrary system. And at the end of the book this time, it's like, oh, you defeated Voldemort again. 200 points 200 each. 200 points each. Like, what's the, what is the scoring system? Like, why is it like 10 times more effective the second time around? <laughs> and how many points is a Quidditch match like, worth? <laughs> Dumbledore just like gives points willy nilly. And like, because like Harry is his favorite, like, Harry Potter, like, I don't know, comes out of the bathroom and he's like, 10 points to Gryffindor. <laughs> he just listens to everything. Oh, good joke, Harry. Four points. <laughs> you made a great pun today. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's so arbitrary. But, like, Hufflepuff, like, never gets any. No, Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw are just never mentioned in this book, ever. Slytherin gets points taken from them all the time. Yeah. Well, like, Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff aren't even in the running for the House Cup. Yeah, and I think their Quidditch teams are inferior, too, because well, when they play Hufflepuff, the sentence will just be like, they had a match against Hufflepuff. And when they play Slytherin, and it's like, it's the greatest match of all time. Well, you know, good and evil. <laughs> it's a trope something. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so Malfoy tells Ginny, I don't think he liked your singing Valentine. And she runs <gasps> away crying, so then you know. Harry is picking up the stuff, and he accidentally spills ink on the diary, but it stays clean. Uh, oh. So he's like, this is weird. Fred and George come by. They keep singing Ginny's Valentine to Harry, oh, which is great. They're, God, they're so jerks. good. They're, they really need a whole book about them because they're so perfect. So Harry writes in the diary just to, like, see what's up with it. He just, like, writes a word, and it sinks in and vanishes away. And then the diary <laughs> replies to whatever you write. What? So, <laughs> so, so basically, uh, Tom Riddle, through the diary, reveals that the chamber was open during his fifth year. A giant monster was attacking students and killed one. Um, and he stopped whoever opened it. So right. the headmaster... But, uh, you oh, know... This all happens through Harry tumbling into Tom Riddle's memory through a book. Yeah, you know. Super. Like, how does that work? <laughs> magic. Magic, magic obviously. Magic. Magic. <laughs> so, the head- like, I like that a lot of the stuff, like, you can reason out. Like, you're like, oh, like, he said Lumos and his wand lights up. Like, this is just like, I'll show you. Come inside this book. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was the whole thing. It's like, and they never explain things. Like, even it's like, oh, Tom Riddle was slowly becoming a person because magic and sucking the life out of Ginny Weasley. Yeah. So, like, Ginny yeah. will become a diary. Like, it doesn't really make too much sense Why? how anything happens. Basically, a giant monster attack 
students killed one. He stopped whoever did it. The headmaster at the time was embarrassed about it and made Riddle, like, not tell anyone what really happened. So they Yeah, because call- the kid died. Yep. So that looks bad. Real bad. So instead, they called it a freak accident, and they gave him a shield to tell him to keep quiet. They're like, we'll give you this giant bronze shield if you He's don't like, tell I'm anyone what happened. This doesn't do anything. <laughs> give me parents. The monster apparently lived on. The guilty person was not imprisoned. And then Riddle says that he can show Harry the memory. Why don't you fall into this diary? So he blew skidoos into the book. Uh, <laughs> and he, he sees. <laughs> so he sees he sees Riddle and Dippet, who's the headmaster. And uh, Riddle's like, can I stay over the summer so I don't have to stay in this orphanage? And Dippet's like, no, there's too many attacks. You can't do I it. I feel bad for you, bud. But can't do it. Uh, so it's, it's re- revealed that... Uh, he was a half-blood. His mom died at childbirth, uh, and his dad was a muggle. So he has to stay in this orphanage, and his dad ran away at childbirth. Like, when he found— His dad just took off. He's like, I'm having a kid. Yoink, bye. But apparently it's like when he his mom just, like, didn't well, tell him he was a wizard. A yeah, that's why right. doesn't she, like, tell him? I feel like it's kind of her bad like for a, not— That's like a first-aid topic. Well, that's like a thing that's grounds for annulment in a marriage is when you leave out, like, major key life things. Oh, by the way, I'm a witch. I'm a witch. And our son will be Satan. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Dippet says he can't stay due to the attacks. Riddle's like, so if the person was caught, could I? And then he's like, I guess. So then uh, that's when he, that's the whole reason of why he's like, I'm going to frame Hagrid so I can stay here because I don't like an orphanage. So he frames Hagrid. Pretty much frames Hagrid. And then they describe the giant monster to be something similar to a spider, but they don't explicitly say it's a spider. And okay. then they kind of imply that Riddle might have killed it, but they don't really say it. And then the the memory thing goes away. Harry goes back, tells Ron, which is how pretty much like 85% of the chapters end, is that Harry, it's, Harry comes back from whatever happened and tell, told Ron. So good thing Ron is always sitting in his room waiting for Harry. I can't believe Ron, like, after the first incident, was like, fuck it. I can't be your friend, dude. Like, you're <laughs> yeah. so much trouble. You're, like, uh, you're so bothersome. You're like, dude, I got enough. I got, like, 800 siblings. We all live in a shoebox. My life is hard enough as it is. I don't need you getting me into near-death experiences. I can't be your friend. Yeah. Like, But Ron is just, like, this big baby, and he's still like, okay, I'm going to go with Harry, even though I really don't want him. It's because the Weasleys are so nice. Real talk, Ron should have been a Hufflepuff because he's so loyal to Harry. Why was he a Gryffindor? Because his whole family was Gryffindor, I guess. Hey guys, it's me, Mike, uh, just jumping in to say this is the end of this week's episode. At the time of recording this, I didn't realize that I was going to be making these explicitly 45 minutes, so that's the end of this week's episode, but thank you guys so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. Uh, if you want to follow Sydney on other social media, her Twitter is at Sydney Rachel. It is the same as her Instagram. She was on Vine as prostitute, but Vine is slowly dying as we speak. Uh, thank you guys so much for putting up with the delay this week. Uh, I don't know if you heard or saw any my posting about it, but my laptop died over the weekend, which caused the delay in the posting of this episode and made editing this a little tricky. So shout out to my friend Ted, who let me borrow his laptop tonight in order to make it happen. But thank you guys so much for all the support and everything like that. Uh, Just do want to give a shout out to uh, Sarah Tripp and Griffin Meckelberg, our first two Patreon supporters. Sarah uh, and Griffin are amazing human beings and wanted to give money to help make Potterless better. If that's something that you want to do and be rewarded for it, kind of like a Kickstarter. You can go to patreon.com slash Potterless. If not, 
no big deal at all. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to subscribe, you can do so on iTunes or SoundCloud. You can find us on Twitter at Pod, And if you search Potterless on Facebook, we also have a Facebook page too, but no need to do that at all. Um, thank you guys again so much for all the kind words and tweeting about us and the iTunes reviews. Everything is great and fantastic. And my new computer is coming in the mail and should be all smooth sailing from here on out. But I just want to say thank you. And I hope everyone has a very Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, Festivus, whatever holiday you're celebrating. I hope it's fantastic. So thank you guys so much. And as they say in the wizarding world of Harry Potter, wizard on!